Gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Music the Lifeblood. I'm your very humble host, Dustin. Big Jake, what are we talking about? We're chit-chatting today. We're going to do some what-ifs. We're going to do some vinyl finds. We're just going to hang out, drink some coffee. You know, we're here for your morning. It's- here for your morning commute today. <laughs> Toss salad and scrambled eggs. That's what we're doing today. This yeah. is see that Frasier reference. This is a rare, it's a rare occasion that we're doing an episode in the morning. The equivalent of like six a.m. for me. Right. I uh, I get up. I'm a, I've been up since six. I I got up so. at eight thirty and I drug my ass out of bed for you right. at eight thirty to be here to do this. Yeah, I and did. It is, I am. It's I'm sleepy. <laughs> I've done I've done fifty push-ups and laundry. Oh wow! I feel like a piece of shit. <laughs> All right, I I checked. I got my mail. <laughs> that's, that's that's what I did. I got up and got my mail, and then came here. <laughs> I'm functional. Yep. That's look at me being say. an adult. All right. So lots of good stuff to talk about. I got some neat what if scenarios. I thought it would be. I'm fun. excited for those. I thought it would be fun to travel down imaginary lane. Big Jake. Yes, sir. Let's walk down. Imaginary memory lane. To the imagination station. <laughs> okay. Shining time station, if you will. Sh- <laughs> was that the one with Ringo? That was, and... Uh, George Carlin, And right, George right, Carlin, right, okay, yeah, right, it's Thomas right. Tank Engine. All right, right, right. Okay, yeah. anyway. In, okay. Yes, okay. First imaginary scenario. Yes. Okay. What would have things been like, or how would things be different, had uh, Metallica stopped? <laughs> After Cliff Burton died. Oh. Like, literally, no more Metallica. Like, ooh. Would they be, oh. would they be a footnote? They definitely, I don't... <sighs> or would they be, would they be this beacon of, you know, lost hope, things that could have been... I definitely think it'd be things that could have been. Things that could have been. I definitely think that album would still be, like, like, a big, important album. But I don't think... We, it's hard to imagine because we wouldn't have like the stank that Metallica has around it now, <laughs> with like the, the 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 dad metal and like the the the, the cut hair what? and dude, it's dad metal. I I like Metallica, but it's dad metal now. Ooh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, the uh, I don't know, man. That's a, that's interesting. Mm. I definitely think. Because because it sets off a chain reaction of events. Yeah, like a right? whole bunch of things change. A whole bunch of things change. Yeah, because I mean that you're looking at even like little things. Like, how would Ozzy have? Would he still have rock? Like, it'd be <laughs> right. like it'd be a whole bunch of different well, weird little things. I think about the big four. And anytime we can get rid of Jason Newstead, it's probably good times. Why would you say that? I don't like Jason Newstead. Why? I don't have a good reason. Jason for you. was the only thing that kept Metallica metal. 
during, I just, during his tenure in I the I just know, like, from whenever I've seen interviews of him and stuff, he always comes off like a huge prick. However, I'd imagine being the mediator between those three is probably stressful. Well, I think it's the two. The two, the two, yeah, the two. Let's just, let's just, let's just cut the shit. Wrangling Lars Ulrich is probably a full-time <laughs> job. It's really, generally, if you removed him, I'm sure everybody else gets along fine. So, okay, so what happens? What? How do things change? Because I... Okay, here's okay. what I thought. Okay. I immediately thought of, well, there's no more big four. Well, there's no. a big four, but it's, it's a, big, a big three. It's a big three now. So who do we insert Exodus into, so I was say that. into I think, that I think part we of the like equation? slide Exodus in, like, <laughs> like in from the side stage. <laughs> like. <laughs> that's, that's, I definitely think we'd slide Exodus in or right. like, what's the other, other big one that was... Uh, I almost said skeleton witch, and that's not that's absolutely. Not, that's not the one. That's not the one. Um, shit, overkill. Overkill. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, Ta- slide overkill in. Ta- as well. Testament gets thrown around a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's. Yeah. It's weird because there's a there's a shadow to the big four. Like how so? Well, there's Anthrax, Megadeth, Metallica, Slayer. Yeah, but there's also oh everyone in a, the shadow. I the, see what you're there's saying. There's all these bands that are just kind of like living in the shadow of the big four. That yeah. could have potentially been one that could have the big all four. they all equal up to like the big four and a half. Like all the other ones are like <laughs> in the half. I wouldn't even say that. Really? Because I do think, honestly, they, I, any of them could have been traded out, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think I think you could have swapped out Exodus for any of the any of the big yeah, four. Yeah, I'd agree with that, and it would yeah. still be pretty. So quality. definitely, I think you definitely slide Exodus in. Yeah. from from not the, so from much Overkill, not so much. You don't think so? No, just because Bobby Blitz's vocals just. <laughs> I mean, it's the old thrashy death metal thing. If you get okay, 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 yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> if you could imagine this, Overkill, right? Yeah. When you hear a vocalist. And you say, man, that guy's vocals are so interesting. I bet in another life he would be a chocolatier. (laughs) And it turns out that's what really happened with Overkill. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) His curly curly haired mane and his high vocals and, you you know, and I'm not shitting on high vocals. Or chocolatiers. I I have a high voice. I drink Ovaltine, so cool. I, I have no problem with any of this stuff. I'm just saying, just seems kind of odd that the it's a it's a it's strange career move. Strange career move. <laughs> I mean, it it worked for him. Overkill's pretty pretty. They're still around, right? So, well, Danny Spitz from uh, from Anthrax went on to become a, a watchmaker. What a Swiss watchmaker! People do wait, like. Isn't he still in Anthrax? No, he's I been thought gone. he was no, still he, in Anthrax. No, he left in after they put out the Sound of White Noise. Did he do a which, which did would he have been do like, a reunion thing? Then? Yeah, he did. Okay, okay, that's that what I'm thinking was, of. Um, somewhere in the proximity of 2004. Yes, yeah, so I, I thought think. like in 2000. Cause I don't do a whole lot of Anthrax, like the drug or the band. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> How do dead. you do you anthrax? Just, I mean, when you, you when you wanted when you want the big sleep, you do the anthrax, <laughs> man. You do it once and you're done. It's a one and done. Um, but like, I I I thought he was still around for sure. No, no, he's uh, he's got another band called something about red. Hmm. I can't remember the name, but I'm not familiar. Him so. and his wife were slapping each other around a couple years ago, and everybody oh. made a big deal about it. I just know that. Ian or Scott Ian is married to Meatloaf's daughter Pearl. That's all I know. Yep. <laughs> Which 
that's a topic we should probably discuss somewhat today. It's not metal, but it's music related. Meatloaf. Meatloaf. Right. I took it very hard. Yeah, he's okay though. He's okay. He so they said he was dehydrated, and he was. For those who don't know, Meatloaf collapsed on stage in Canada, and uh, he was rushed to the hospital. And I'm a big Meatloaf fan, so I was like, if Meat dies, this year can go fuck itself. Like this year has not been good to begin <laughs> I feel, with. I, the only thing I would, if Meatloaf dies, you know, you know, you absolutely know, there's going to be a lot of people standing around saying his name was Robert Paulson. Yeah, yeah. His I mean. name is Robert Paulson. His name is Robert <laughs> Paulson. I also didn't realize he was so old. He's 68. Yeah. He I figured he was like my parents' age, like 55, well, When did 50. Paradise by the dashboard light? Uh, that, that was 79. That was Bad Out of Hell 1. So I guess if you think about it, he was probably in his mid to late 20s at that point. That makes sense. Kiss Connection. Yes. Bruce Kulick played for Meatloaf. On one album. I don't know. Okay. I mean, if you guess Bat Out of Hell 1 or 2 or 3, you have a pretty high percentage of... Because <laughs> I think those are the only Meatloaf albums. No, right? there's, like, there's... I have no idea. 2 out of 3 ain't bad in there, which that actually just might be... A, yeah, they might be the only Meatloaf albums. <laughs> I, was thinking, I, I, had, I was thinking, I have no, I had like five Meatloaf albums, but one was 2 out of 3 ain't bad, which I'm pretty sure was the greatest hits, and the other was featuring the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra. Right. So there might just be three, yeah. four... No, I know there's at least another one. There's Hang Tough Teddy Bear. That's an album title. Or Hang oh. Tight, Teddy Bear? I don't know. It's great. Let's No. No, it's good. I'm good. You're wrong. <laughs> it's okay that you're wrong. All right, what if scenario number yes, two? Yes, yes, yes. We didn't really answer that one well. We didn't. Here, well, okay, here's here's what I would project. What do you think? Here's what, what think? I would project. Okay. Okay. They stop. James Hetfield probably goes on to play in some other band. Okay. Probably. I think I think they all would probably go on in some form or the other. I think James would be the only one who was really successful. Sure. I think Kirk would have a, like a pretty solid career, and I think Lars would, would die in a gutter eventually <laughs> of cocaine, of just yeah, of just drug abuse, face down in the gutter. I don't. Of course, I was exaggerating, but I, I think he'd go on to do something. But I definitely don't think it would. I think his attitude would make bands stay away from him like i think he's so hard to work right. with that i think if he was in any other band but metallica they've learned to deal with his shit and i think nobody else would given because mm-hmm. they've had time to deal with his shit right. i don't think anybody else would there's a lot of talk of kicking lars out of the band at one point yeah they should that sue happy little shit <laughs> stop <laughs> did you tell me to stop i do well i know i do agree with you that he would probably wind up Face down in a in a hooker's ass with, <laughs> with a with a bloody nose and a stopped heart. So. Ooh, ooh. See, I said that half jokingly, but like maybe you're right. I know. Maybe he there's something to that. Loves his cocaine. Do like, you think he still loves his cocaine? He's only been clean less than a decade. I mean, that's a long time. Man. <laughs> yeah, loves his cocaine. Huh. It's a hell of okay. a drug. I, I I guess we need to get some cocaine. We don't. We don't. <laughs> don't make our listeners think we do blow. Can you imagine us? <laughs> oh my! God. Those are that is two really high energy, very large <laughs> men. You don't want around. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. Yes. Now, next one. Next one. Uh, Metallica. What if scenario number two? <laughs> B. B. Okay. B. Okay. One A. Dave Mustaine never left. Um, I would like Metallica far less. That would be a 
a a different change. Sure. Um, I don't like Dave Mustaine. I don't like his playing. I don't like him. I think he's a butthole. I don't. He's good. <laughs> he's really good. Don't he's get me wrong. He's so much better the, than it, Kirk. It's, it's just a, a stylistic cha- like thing for me. Like sure. the dude's great. I just don't like his playing style. I think they would have stayed heavier longer. I agree. Because Megadeth is still putting out stuff that's probably heavier than Metallica. Yeah. Like the stuff they put out comparably at the same time. Yeah. It's probably still heavier. Okay. Um, but I think eventually egos would have become an issue, and right. I think Mustaine would have. I want to be the vocalist. I want to do more vocals. Yeah, and, and that's it would have. It would have that's clashed. what I was thinking yeah. of. We might have ended up with two singers, and I, that sounds awful, personally. I think mean, he's. I I, I, he's a terrible vocalist. He's a great guitar player, but he's not a good vocalist. No, he's not. Yeah. That one's an interesting road to travel down. That is. I. I think it'd be. I think we would have we're still Metallica today, still writing good music and doing things. But I think the 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 Lars Mustaine Must, combination. Not even that. I think the Lars Hetfield like headbutting that we talk about so much would be a Mustaine Ulrich headbutting. I think I think Hetfield would take a step back and like James would try to keep the peace. Yeah, exactly. I think it'd be those two fighting. Sure, I could see so, that. Yeah, that would make sense. Okay, all right. That was easy. That was a good one. All right, okay. Cliff never died. Yeah. How does that change? The bass on all of their albums would be monstrous because he was very good. I think they would have hit a progressive streak. I don't think it would be progressive, but I think it would eventually sound like Metallica has three guitar players instead of two two on bass. Oh, sure, sure. Because he played like a guitar player. He did. uh, Proggy, not like... Not like BT Bam, but like yeah. just some more interesting licks and places. Yes, yeah. yes. Probably a, more... a lot of counter melodies with bass and guitar. Yeah. yeah, like an Iron Maiden kind of thing. Yeah, we would have the Call of Cthulhu, except for not as trebly. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I can see that. I yeah. can see that. That's kind I... of. The Cliff, Cliff's legacy is sort of, at times, it's kind of a victim of the mid, early to mid 80s metal production. Yeah, I can see where that. the bass bass tone fuzzy, fuzzy and trebly. Yeah, just like the early Anthrax albums. Yeah, his yeah. bass tone is fuzzy in places. Yeah. Like even from some, a bass player who's in a doom band who uses fuzz pedals, it's like, who that tone is really fuzzy, yeah. not thick. No, no, not just thick. fuzzy, just, just fuzzy, f- just fuzzy. Yeah, yeah, it's like a skinny guy without his glasses on. What? You know, not thick. Fuzzy. Glasses are Yeah, off. I got it. Fuzzy I, vision. I, I got it. You guys got to learn you how were, to... You were reaching for that one. You guys don't <laughs> even... You guys don't think... I'm ab- sorry I sandbagged you, you on that. are not abstract enough. But, you know. <laughs> All right, what if scenario number two. God, are we moving along from Metallica? Moving along okay, from Metallica. Okay. All right, this one's a good one. I like it. Lady Gaga. Oh, okay. Fronted. Yeah. Black Flag. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> you know, that doesn't seem that far-fetched. No, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. Because when I was thinking of this, because I was listening to Black Flag the other day, and I was like, shit, I'm going to listen to Lady Gaga, too. Yeah, and, and I put on that Judas song, and I have this mashup of it's uh, Judas Priest mashed up with Lady Gaga. Yeah, yeah. Judas yeah. and Painkiller squished all together. Oh, wow. That's... I've heard Bleederazzi. That one's pretty cool. Oh, right, right, yeah, right. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, I was listening to that, and you know what? Let's Let's hear a clip. Okay.
It makes me want to dance. It's, yeah. It's very European. I'm down. Anyway, I was listening I was listening to that the other day, and I was like, you know what? Lady Gaga is actually kind of punk rock. Oh, absolutely. And imagine if she was born in the early 80s and, and she fronted she'd be in like a band and not Black a pop star. Flag, yeah. You know what I mean? Would she be, you know, I, I think she would have been like this Wendy O. Williams. You think so? Sort of like this, this, this enigmatic, you know, like lightning rod for for women in punk rock and aggressive music like she's she's see i don't i don't i i want to believe you but i think she'd be more of a madonna still i think she'd still be it would have that 80s flair but i think i still think she'd be she'd be more of a madonna pop star kind of stuff with like an edge maybe i get that yeah but you're not thinking for in terms of the question, yeah. you don't, you're not looking for the answer. No, that I, Lady Gaga is very, as an artist, is very. Um, she's like a sponge; she absorbs what's around her, yeah. and the tone of her career was set by the New York pop music scene. Okay, from the early to mid 2000s. Yeah, that's really what kind of set her on the trajectory she was on. Now, plop her into the hardcore scene. Los Angeles, late 70s, early 80s. Yeah. And I would guarantee you she would start appropriating all the uh, cultural affectations of the punk movement of that time. I guarantee yeah, it. I also feel like we wouldn't we wouldn't be as familiar with her, though. Yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We, would, we would not. Which, uh, well, which yeah, is a shame. she'd be like yeah. how Black Flag is to yeah. mainstream. Not you know, really around. They're kind of a footnote. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? They're huge from a subculture standpoint, but not Absolutely. a lot of people still Absolutely. not a lot of people know who Black Flag is. But yeah. I think about that and I honestly I honestly think she would have fit in pretty well. Absolutely. I agree. That she would have killed it. It would have been like shock rock stuff. It would have yeah. been awesome. Yeah. I can see that meat dress being, like, super badass, even more shocking in, like, the 80s. Like, seriously, though, can you imagine if she wore the meat dress out in, like, 87? Right. <laughs> like, I, I, think, I think she'd end up – it'd be like if Wendy O. Williams fronted, yeah. fronted Black Flag. I, I can see that, yeah. So I, cool. I was having fun the other day with it. Yeah, for sure. That'd be cool. Just, That'd be really awesome. Thinking about I it. I wish that we had more, like, women in, in metal and rock and punk. Like, yeah. we've had this discussion, but, like, yeah. I dig it when it when it's done well – it's awesome. It's so Have good. Have you listened to um, – they're European, I think, and it's a band called Ginger with a J. Mm, I don't believe so, no. Okay. They're um, – I don't want to say they're not genty, but they're that new school of um, like – the metalcore with the swing, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're they're definitely metalcore, but it's ginty a dirty word sometimes. Yeah, it is. I got a, I got a ginty thing later on. It's a hot, it's a hot butt. About. It's a hot butt. It doesn't really deserve to be. It is what it is because it's dumb. I mean, we li- we we live inside of a genre that is nothing but excess, <laughs> and for whatever reason, that word pisses people off. Like. Why? Why? Aggre- <laughs> aggressive, post, post-progressive, hardcore, melodic hardcore didn't piss people off. <laughs> but, but gent. Post-progressive, melodic hardcore. Fine. But a, a one-word genre. It's because you can't have genres with silent letters. That's, I, that's I can. Exactly it is. Why. It is a thing. It's, it's already a thing. No. Whether you argue it, you're just feeding the fire that it's still a thing. <laughs> I don't care. Okay. Anyway, check Ginger out. Cool. Uh, also, I also am listening to a female-fronted band lately called Unleash the Archers. That's super awesome. What is it? Um, 
really aggressive power metal like with like they have uh they have some some harsh vocals from their guitar player and stuff and uh it's kind of three inches of bloody but a little more power metal like with mm. the the real high pitch vocals not like cam pipes where it's like almost king diamond like traditional power metal vo- Night yes yeah but like it's real traditional power metal vocals but really aggressive it's really good i enjoy it okay yeah i'm gonna check it out check it out all right Last one. Yes. Oh, this is it? Oh, these are too fun. Oh, I had three. Think of, think of more. I can, like I now. Can, I can Do it of, now. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. John never met Yoko. Oh, I mean, he'd still be dead, most likely, unfortunately. Yeah. Because, I mean, that doesn't change that. But would, um, it, would the Beatles have split up? I think they would have. Eventually. Yeah. Eventually. I they, think they, they all I think have, they were all too creative to be in one band for too long. I don't even necessarily think that's it. Really? No. I think it was more about... We got fucking put inside of a bubble, and we had to live in that bubble at a time of our lives when it was much more important that we were developing maturity-wise. Yeah. And I think they got sick of each other. No no amount of acid or sitars could get them out of the bubble. And then you, you, you pile on fame. Ultra. A lot of fame. Ultra fame. <laughs> yeah. You know, on top of that, I really think that the Beatles still break up. You think so? Yeah. I think it... <sighs> Everyone, I've never really looked into it too much. I've read, I read John Lennon's book and I have like watched, what was that called? It was like a documentary on the Beatles I saw a while, like years ago, where they, they go into like how the Yoko John thing affected the band. But, and like, I, I, I I've I, never been a hundred percent sure if you can b- put full blame on Yoko. for. The no, I don't. Now. I think, yeah. I think honestly, I think Yoko Ono has become an escape goat for exactly. people not wanting to accept the fact that the band didn't get along. Yeah. I think, I think the blame gets projected onto, onto her on when in reality, Ono. Paul and John were just really fucking sick of each other. To be fair, to be fair, her music was hot garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it I is. even yeah. I don't know if I can call it music. You like, want to have you watched any performance clips? Yes. Okay. Um. But whoa, 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 wait. Let's go to a clip. Oh God. It absolute. It's just her screaming. It's just screaming it's over just some screaming. bongos That's and shit. Um. Have you ever seen the video of her of of John Lennon? Uh. uh <laughs> performing with i think it's chuck berry mm. i think it's chuck berry i can't remember who it is it's it's just, it's an older guitar player and this is in this is in the late 70s early 80s and this happened okay and um yoko ono is like got like a tambourine and is like doing like just kind of like sta- like in the old 70s videos that line of people playing like tambourine and like <laughs> just kind of jiving in front of some microphones in the back you know what i mean yes yes and uh right at one point, like they, uh, Yoko Ono just kind of starts walking to the front and kind of gets in between uh, Lennon and I think I'm pretty sure it's Chuck Berry, and uh, and gets the microphone and you just see them panic like you can just see the fear in their eyes. She gets the microphone and just goes, Rah! and this makes her stupid noises, <laughs> and like you just see them melt. And John literally kind of like walks, starts walking towards her and like forcing her back into the back with his ass, like trying to like just physically walks into her, and it is. It's hilarious. Awful. It is. There's no. Other, it's hard to watch. There's no other word. Hot garbage. It's hot, steamy garbage. <laughs> it's awful crap. All right, so we're we're gonna take a break on Yoko. 
I we're take a break. We're gonna make some more what if scenarios. <laughs> gonna make one up. Yeah, we're gonna make some more up. All right, let's go to a break. Cool. I got an interesting thing. Let's talk about the interesting thing. Joey Jordison. Uh, yeah, that's kind of a sad and understandable development. If you you're looking at me like your bullshit meter is going off, <laughs> you're looking at me with that with that distaste. Yeah. I okay. All right. So, okay. Joey was presented with like a big fancy award yes. at the Revolver Golden God. With, uh, deserving, yes. personally. Good drummer. Yes. Um, Good dude, from what I've heard. Yeah. He got a thing that said, you know, great job. Yeah. Here's an award. <laughs> Good job. Here's an award. <laughs> I hope his card actually said that with a whole bunch of O's. Good job. <laughs> Like on a gold piece of paper, yeah. like a gold in like it's it's inscribed. Good job, <laughs> you did a thing, right? Anyway, sorry. Um, yeah. So he gave a speech talking about. Uh, it gave us some insight into why he was not in Slipknot any longer. Yeah. So here's a clip. Unfortunately, uh, talking to you know, end of my career in Slipknot, I got really, really sick with a horrible disease called transverse myelitis. I lost my legs. I couldn't play anymore. It was a form of multiple sclerosis, which I don't wish on my worst enemy. I got myself back up, and I got myself in the gym, and I got myself back in fucking therapy to fucking beat this shit. And if I can do it, you can do it. It's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life, more than fucking anything. To people with multiple sclerosis, transverse myelitis, or anything like that, I am living proof that you can fucking beat this shit. The big deal is that he's talking about something called transverse myelitis. Yes. Um, This is a... Uh, the short of is it inflammation of the spinal cord, which targets the myelin sheath that covers nerve cells. Yes. Um, uh, there was a movie a long time ago called Lorenzo's Oil mm-hmm. about uh, dealing with that. I, I've never. This is new to me. I've never heard of this. Yeah. Anyway, it's it just it pretty much from what I can understand, it's real similar to multiple sclerosis. Yeah. Um, that it just can affect you a bunch of different ways. It's a lot and, of pain and a and lot of yeah, inflammation. Yeah, Joey lost the use of his legs, you know, supposedly. And we found out that uh, he was having to be carried out onto the stage, you know, for that last little chunk of Slipknot shows that he was playing oh. with the band. And I don't even know. There's been there's been some interviews and there's been some subsequent quotes after the fact yeah. that um, he's talking about. He just felt like... How he was asked to leave the band was pretty shitty. Yeah, yeah. And I get that. For sure. They put that much time into was, something. If they yeah. ask you to leave it all, you're going to be shitty. It was done through email. Oh. It wasn't like Corey and Clown coming to his house. And... I like that Corey gets a name and Clown's just Clown. <laughs> he wears the clown mask. I mean, I got it. Okay, Corey and Sean. No, I mean, I'm happy with Clown. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> but anyway, um, so I did a little bit of digging. Yeah. Um, and it, I don't know, I don't want us to be like a TMZ sort of rumor bullshit. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's kinda, a topic, it's a thing. topic. But yeah, it is, it is topical, and I think it's important. But um, I did a little bit of digging, and there's times when transverse myelitis can be caused with uh, intravenous drug use. Mm, surprise. So, I don't know. 
Yeah. Uh, Joey has went on record saying that he was not he was not using yeah. at all. Nothing was going on at that point, point. Um, and it sounds like just the guys in the band weren't talking to him yeah. about stuff. Now the thing is, Paul, their bass player, had been dead. You know, he, he passed died away. He, he had been he? gone for a yeah. couple years now. Yeah, yeah. Um, he had been gone for a while by the point that Joey had left the band. So we're talking about seven other guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Seven other dudes didn't look in to see what was going on you, with Joey yeah, and yeah. couldn't find out what was happening. People they've been what you would assume friends with for quite yeah. some time. Yeah. So I, but nobody on the Slipknot side, Slipknot side of the equation has had anything to say, or they would yeah. not say anything about the conditions surrounded Joey leaving the band. So if if there is drug use, man, I really hope he's clean. Yeah, you know he he's he is noticeably heavier. He is he's he was a he's a very tiny man, and he is healthier looking now. Yeah, noticeably heavier. Um, and I don't want to I don't want that to sound like we're kicking dirt in someone's eye. Yeah, I absolutely yeah. do not want anyone to feel that way. But you know, if you lose the 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 use of your legs, even for a little time, that's, maybe stop doing the drugs. That's probably going to affect your weight. Obviously, you know, where you can't exercise and things like that. But also, a lot of the time when people get clean, they put on weight. That's true. So maybe the weight is a good sign. That's kind of what I was thinking. If if drug use was a factor in this equation. So if that's the case, I really hope he is clean because he kind of kicked off two new bands. Have you been able to check him out? Um, No. I know he was in... uh... Shoot, the, is it the Murder Dolls he was in? Yeah, that was a guitar. long time ago. Uh, yeah, that's the only really one I'm familiar with. Ago. Yeah, it's the only one I'm familiar with. So he's got one band called Vimic, um, okay. and they the big song out is a song called She Sees Everything. Okay. And it's worth checking out. It's okay. very new metally. Um, yeah. It's also very groove metally. Okay. And then he has another band called Sin Sanum. See, I have heard of this one. I just didn't realize it was him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and this is like a, it's like a super group. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, Attila from Mayhem and, May- and Son yeah, is one of the vocals I, I in Sanum. I did hear this. And I listened to it. It's okay. And it's pretty good. You see, you liked it? I thought hey, it wasn't yeah. what I thought it would be. I there's, little, there's a, is, this, is, this, is this the one? No. The, the Attila from Son is in another band. Mayhem. With, with Fred, no, with Fred from Dragon Force. It's new. I don't think it's the same oh. band, though. It's the same band? Yeah, it's the Yeah, I checked this out, and it's, it's man, I wanted it to be something way better, because I know Fred's a guitar player before he played bass, and he's really good, mm-hmm. but it just, it wasn't my thing. Right. The vocals are what killed it for me. Yeah. Yeah. Musically, it was good. I think it's interesting. I think it's better than the Vimic band, so. Yeah. Worth. Worth checking, definitely worth checking worth out. Worth checking yeah. out, yes. Worth checking out. So, there's that topical bit of shit yeah gotcha no for sure check them out yeah so there it is yeah so in the meantime jake has more i wrote more what ifs (laughs) all right you ready for me me to lay four of these on you this time i'm gonna lay them i'm laying them on you okay 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 Okay. all right what if mtv never happened Ooh, good one where would where would we be musically right now that's a game changer yeah it is that's an absolute game changer video killed the radio star man well i think I mean, obviously, I think the internet happens regardless. For sure. But, like, you're not going to have Def Leppard. You're not going to have... I think you do. You still you still have Def Leppard? I, th- I think you do, because there were... Uh, now, 
Yes. We'd have to go off of the 70s sort of behavioral model for the music industry then. So music industry continues to sell records, right? Yes. I think it probably... I think the dynamic shift in popular music probably mm-hmm. doesn't swing so drastically without MTV. Yeah, I'll buy that. I yeah. think we I think we swing from arena rock. Mm-hmm. I think new wave and punk rock happen. Absolutely. Okay. But I think hair metal doesn't. You think so? Yes. I think hair metal would still happen, but I don't think it would become the pop music like it became. Because sure. hair metal basically was the pop music for a while. Like, it was the mainstream sure. music. Sure, And, like, I think it would still happen, but I don't think... I think you would have either, like you said, the punk movement become that, mm-hmm. or you would have, like... You would hear way more about, like, Blondie, and you way more about... The new the, wave bands. Yeah, the new wave sure. bands. You'd, like, Duran Duran, all those bands and stuff. So you'd hear more about them than you would about the hair metal bands. Right. Which, not to say they weren't... They definitely were well covered. <laughs> like, well, we had... I mean, up, up to that point, we still had music video sources. Yeah, we, but we like, had, it wasn't in the mainstream. No, it wasn't it was, like a 24-hour network. Yeah, yeah. And that was the big thing in the 80s. A lot yeah. of those 24-hour networks kicked off. And um, now, we may not have bullshit fucking reality TV. Because that kind of... Like, that 16 and pregnant shit kind of like kicked that off. Yeah, real world and stuff. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, like we, the world would be very different without MTV. Yeah, man, that is a game changer. Yeah, right. It's crazy. It's hard to hard to kind of imagine because yeah. it's so big. Like, I don't. We may have well. I mean, without the because what the one of the big driving emphasis emphasize emphasises emphasize. Mm, em- <laughs> Emphasize. Emphases. <laughs> One of the things that really pushed the hair metal movement yeah. was being able to being able to get the the recognition and the spoils of being on MTV. Mm-hmm. Um, we may have gotten a LA instead of a hair metal scene, we might have gotten a Los Angeles metal scene. Oh, that's true. We could have got because, some, some thrashier bands, in right? There. Because yeah. even the even the even the bands that were setting the tone from popular metal early mm-hmm. on were relatively established bands. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially in the early '80s, Iron Maiden, Scorpions. Those oh, are yeah. the bands like 1983 really set the tone. Yeah. Now at the same time, which is funny because I talked about Venom on a Final Thursday episode a couple weeks ago. 1983 is also when Venom released black metal. Oh shit! You're right. So we may have a a black metal thing going we on. We may have an extreme metal movement. Yeah, that wasn't necessarily answering the fire yeah, coming yeah, from the from hair Los metal Angeles. and the mainstream movement. They may they may be the fire. Yeah. So if that's the case, then so the dynamic changes. Do we see? Do we see that that um, black metal is the quote unquote '80s movement where all the black metal, not maybe not as mainstream. Well, I think, I think, I think, I think the extreme metal, and I'm saying extreme metal because there's there's more than black metal okay. involved. So say we, in the '80s we experience an extreme metal movement, and that becomes may, may possibly as big Huge. as hair metal. Yeah. So now would we be seeing an '80s style hair metal like? like resurgence like we're seeing right sure, now out of sure. black metal. I think well I think whatever is whatever's on the the consciousness of uh 
like the group the 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 just the the lexicon of popular thought yeah. when it comes to art mm-hmm. someone's going to always come up someone's going to gonna, someone's going to, to be defile it. La- launching <laughs> artillery back at yeah, that and that's yeah. what the punk movement was about yeah. so if we put if we push black metal and extreme metal to the forefront in, in the and 80s, it goes massive oof. it changes the dynamic culturally yeah. of something i don't even think we can wrap our heads around that no, it'd be man. Think about how everything. So would imagine, imagine. Think about think about how Kiss would look in the eighties if if black and extreme metal were popular. They wouldn't. You wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the the one with the hand on the door? Elder. You wouldn't have elder. You would have. Oh, like, you would have the elder. But you, it would be like. Right. Right. They'd be. Yeah, they'd be tearing pages out of the playbook of extreme yeah, bands. Like the demon would be way more relevant, right? <laughs> yeah, they never take star child off. far less relevant. <laughs> I think I, you know, I, I mean, that's that's interesting. That's like I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with the outcome of that. Okay, I got a few more. Um, this one, this I gotta one, write a book. This one, write a book. Man. I gotta write. I a hope book. you write a book. I much. hope you. I mean, I'll do this, and you can just write a book. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, <laughs> okay, this one we've touched on no before. We've touched on this one before for a bit. Okay, what if Bon Scott never died? Mm. I think ACDC stays the same. You think everything everything stays the same? Because I think the music of ACDC is different when 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 Brian Johnson took over. I think it changed. Well, yeah, because they got, were they were being influenced by the fucking Mutt Lane had them going down the road they were going to go down. By yeah. the he did Highway to Hell with them. Yeah. You look See, at, and personally, you, you compare you compare Highway to Hell to Back in Black, Flick of the No, all the early oh, albums. Oh, okay, okay. It, you know, Jailbreak. You yeah. know what I mean? Just shit like that. Uh, it, Highway to Hell is much more polished. It's much more yeah. sheen. They were absolutely moving in the direction they were going to go in. You still get you still get Fly on the Wall. Mm-hmm. You still get Flick of the Switch. You still get Ball Breaker. You still get Heat Seeker. You get all those albums. Yeah. Nothing changes. You, I, I don't think. I don't think so. I think maybe no because two thirds of the primary equation behind ACDC. Yeah, you're you're only removing one third. Okay. The other so two thirds stay the same. Angus and uh, Malcolm. Malcolm. Yeah. I still, I still think that I don't know. Everything seemed far. Everything seemed far poppier when Bon Scott was in ACDC. And personally, I prefer the pre-Black Back in Black. I like ACDC. I don't listen to it much anymore. But like, I like everything they do. Um, but like, I always preferred the the older stuff. True. And I, I don't know if that's a, like a hipster thing in me or what, but I just always enjoyed the really early stuff. Think back when they were like, Angus was like 14 and they were doing Aerosmith covers on freaking sure. Australian TV. Yeah. I dug it. It was super cool. So maybe that's just like the kid in me really likes that. Or maybe like, I really do just like the music better, but I think Bon Scott's, I think, honestly, I think Bon Scott would have eventually left. I think Bon Scott would have got enough notoriety as the front man of this huge rock and roll band that he would have eventually left the band. And we may eventually have got Brian Johnson anyway, but I think he would have went on to be almost kind of a, I don't know. I think he tried that, tried the solo thing for a while. And I think he would, he'd be the one doing the country songs. Now Mm -hmm. he'd be, he'd be doing the Aerosmith stuff now for their, they're breaking off and doing the pseudo country. album. I think he'd eventually get to that level. I really do. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, he played, he plays flute. Did he? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, hell, why not? I'm I mean, Brian Johnson was in Geordie, that band. Yeah. He also was like a 
like a marine or something, wasn't he? He was a special forces, not a marine, but he was a. I don't know. I know I he hung. He hung out of planes on ropes. That's why he lost his hearing. <laughs> I thought he was, it was cars. I thought it, I was always told he was a uh, he because he when they used to have the bell on stage for, for whom the. Uh, I almost said for whom the bell tolls. That's a different band. same thing. Yeah, sure, whatever. For whom the bell tolls. <laughs> but uh, he would like swing on the bell. He would get it like swing it almost up to the rafters sure. because he would repel out of helicopters and he had no fear for that. So, oh, like, I'm sure that's why he. I was always told his his time in the military is why he lost his hearing. I thought it was from loud automobiles. Might be that too. He seems like, like that type. Million dollar loud yeah, automobiles. Yeah. Okay, um, that I one's got, interesting. That I, one's a good one. I got two more. Um, these two are the weirder ones. These two are the. I'm trying to keep one topical. One's just for me. <laughs> oh, great. Okay, do the one for you then. Do, do that one. Get first. that one out of the way. Do that one first. What if Dragon Force never did Guitar Hero? <laughs> Nothing. No. Nothing changes. Nope. Everything changes. Nothing you don't understand. Changes. Everything changes. <laughs> you have a band that's less popular, right? But it has more credit. <laughs> It's true. That game killed that band, and it hurts my heart. I said that one's just for me. That one's just for me. You're not even going to touch it. We're just going to move on. No, but nothing changes. Nah, you're wrong. It's okay. I don't think there's. No, no, I get it. Mm, You're wrong. Okay, whatever. We'll just move along. You're going to crush my heart. Um, What? What? This this is a two-parter. This is the one that's top, somewhat topical. What if Bruce never came back to Maiden? Just know, like he left, and that was the end of it. Who replaces him, and where does the band go? Well, they got Blaze Bailey. I mean, that I mean, worked I... out real well. So, what happens when he leaves? <laughs> <laughs> I think they would have stayed with Blaze. You think so? Yeah. I don't think so. Honestly, mm, I mean, he it's... wasn't a good fit. They knew he wasn't a good fit. They knew. There's no way. Bands do weird things. They do. Especially during that time. Yeah. Because there was a lot of bands from the 80s that panicked in the wake of the alternative grunge movement. And, like, valid. The grunge was a monster when it came out. And it killed a lot of hair metal bands. Now, now, Judas Priest, good example. Judas Priest just got heavier. That was their... They were like... Fuck it. We'll we'll just be heavier. Yeah. And they write an album called Demolition. Yeah. Or Jugulator, which I think Jugulator was first, then Demolator. Yeah, Jugulator. Um, man, I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. I think they would have tried it with Blaze for a little while, and then I think they would have said, nope. Okay. So, <laughs> But, but I mean, they were still really successful in South America. For sure. They were still successful everywhere. I just wanted to see. I wanted, wanted, I want to know where you think it would eventually end up. Like, who? who – okay – Part two of this question. This is the part that I tried to keep relevant, but it's weird. I was trying to think, in that time span, who was popular and who has the vocal range to accommodate <laughs> Bruce, Dickinson Bruce Dickinson leaving. Now, this would never happen, but this is the what-if scenario. What do you do? You put Rob Halford in Iron what Maiden. What if Meatloaf replaced Bruce Dickinson? <laughs> think about it. Think about it for a second. <laughs> he was popular at the time. He vocally has the range. Think about it. Laugh all you want. <laughs> this is my what if scenarios. <laughs> think of, I think it would work better than you think. I, you laugh at it, but I think it would work better than I you think. think. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure Meat has the range. Exactly. I really think he does, but there is no chance in hell. You don't think so? Steve Harris would let 
a very talented man front his <laughs> band? Like, where are you going with that? There's no way, Steve Harris. There's no way. Why? Because this is a what if. It's not. Because, it's no, not no, no. I get happen. it. I get it. I get. Okay. All right. What if? Okay. Um, I didn't shit all over your questions, Dustin. <laughs> I just, it's so absurd. It is absurd. They're what ifs. Um. I. Okay. Okay. Let's say if if meat was in Iron Maiden. I'm right? saying. I'm just saying because that would obviously have to be Steve Harris's choice to let that happen. That's fine. I think. What do you think? I'm, and this is this is just this was just my my spin. I still want to know where you think it would go if it wasn't me. They'd probably they'd probably there. end up doing like a concept album, um, and it would have like a real Broadway kind of tinge to you it. You think so? You think so? It'd be like metal Broadway. I'd be down for that. That sounds cool. Yeah, I don't. There's no nowhere else you can go with it. I think they'd eventually find somebody else. It wouldn't be Meatloaf, <laughs> but the idea was like you just be bo- cool. You just bottlenecked me into talking. I'm just saying, it's no. I did. I just said. I just said. What if it was that? I still right. wanted to cover the whole situation. But like, if if he never came back, I think they would. I think they would move on. I think they'd find a, a different vocalist. Yeah. I don't know who it would be. Well, I think it'd be Blaze Bailey. I don't. I don't. I think he would have stuck around for a bit. But I think they would have realized their numbers dropped. Their numbers were going down. Right. And I think they would have kicked him out and found somebody else. Right. I don't know who that would be. Uh, vocally at the time, I'm like you said, Rob Alford would be a good fit, but that's not gonna happen. Probably like Jeff Scott Soto. You think so? Yeah. Or Ian Gillen from Deep Purple always ends up in every band. Yeah, I don't think he has the vocal range. Like he has, maybe he has the range, but not the power. Because <clears throat> that it's Dickinson's voice, man. It's it's there's a reason why he's like the power metal vocalist. Still. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Do you think? Do you think they would have went backwards to Paul and like had him fill in until they found somebody? I think it's possible. Um, he definitely doesn't have the range for ooh, it. It would have been Paul weird. Sound, Paul sounds awful. He now. sounds like a punk vocalist. He sounds awful now. But I do. I think it's possible. I think they go back to if, him while they were finding somebody else. Yeah. At that. Well, at that point, Paul Diano was still in good shape. Mm-hmm. Um. Now he's had some serious problems with drug addiction and alcohol. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what kind of shape Paul Diano was in through the nineties. I don't know, but I would imagine it was bad because yeah. the nineties is what got us to the point he's at now. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if Paul had cleaned up, they might have. You know what I mean? Give he it could have came back, and they they could have went with a more rough and gruff version of exactly. Iron Maiden again. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna move on then. If it was meat. <laughs> If it was, what do you, how do you think it would go? It's always about Meatloaf. No, it's not. It's always it, about it, Devin Townsend. Let's be real. <laughs> if it was Meatloaf, if no, was, I think it would be Metal Broadway. That's, I think it'd be sick. It would. It would be. Um, it'd be more like Halloween. You think so? Yeah. Halloween's really power metally though, even more so than Maiden. Like just straight, like. I think. I think if you. I think if you ask someone like Meatloaf what's metal, they describe Halloween. I think he describes or man, or Iron Maiden. Or Man of War. Or... I think he describes Iron Maiden. If you ask any metalhead to define what metal is, you're no. going to get close to Iron Maiden. No, not. but he's not a metalhead. That's what I'm saying. If you he's, ask Meatloaf... He's Loaf, a rock opera guy. He's yes, a rock opera if you guy. ask Meatloaf to describe, to, to do your version of metal, mm-hmm. 
you literally get Halloween. Or like uh, or <laughs> and, like Paul Bearer or something yeah, like that. <laughs> Man of War. Something See, I, I really think, fucking over the I top. I think it would be really sick. I mean, that's why, that's why the, the thought ha- came to mind was because Maiden's production and stage quality sure. is incredibly over the top. So I was like... Milof, I feel like vocally would be weird. He has the range, he has the the power, but I think it would be weird. But like just the over the topness, like an Iron Maiden rock opera would be <laughs> sick. It'd be so cool. Yeah, and they hadn't done. I mean, still up to that point, there's never been a concept album. No, I mean, Seventh Son of the Seventh Son. Yeah, yeah. There's an idea um, flowing I'm, I'm, through that album. I'm losing a name. I thought the. The cyborg Eddie cover. Somewhere in time. Somewhere in time. I thought somewhere in time was a was a was a concept album. Not an overt concept okay. album. Okay. Not nearly as much as what Seventh Son of a Seventh Son was. Okay. Seventh Son of a Seventh Son. I mean, it's it's about the idea of someone born to die. Yeah. Yeah. And and um, not. Uh, this weird sort of magical thing. You think there'd be a keyboard player in Iron Maiden if they got Meatloaf? There was. <laughs> I mean, like, like, do you think Jim Steinman would be in oh, Iron right. Maiden? <laughs> um, no, I, I don't think they get there. They would probably end up with, they had that, um, the dude that's roadied, that's bass tech for Steve Harris yeah. forever. Yeah. Plays keyboards live for him. That's cool. Um, but... Uh, I think it was his John Lord, the guy that played for Dio and yeah, Ozzy, yeah, yeah. and he's in the he's in the Cinderella Shake Me video. Okay, in yeah, the, yeah, in the studio with him. Um, they probably would have wound up with him. I, I agree, just because be cool. everybody winds up with him. Yep. <laughs> valid, valid, valid. I wonder. I don't does because Adrian Smith left first, yes. so they would still wind up with Yannick Gers. <laughs> God, can you imagine how? They'd be Slipknot if they uh, they would have right. three guitar players, a bass Jim, player, a drummer, a vocalist, and a piano yeah, player. Yeah, you put Jim Steinman in the band somehow. <laughs> yeah, somehow gonna get Steinman in there somehow. <laughs> Bernie Talpin and Elton John show up. I think that's I think Dickinson that's, comes back. Right, two vocalists. <laughs> that's where we, that's where we wind up. <laughs> but but Benny and the Jets <laughs> six six six. <laughs> Anything for love. <laughs> right. I, oh, yeah. man. That was fun. Too I much, enjoy those. Too much meatloaf. No, you're wrong. Never enough. All right. Vinyl finds. Vinyl finds. What you got for me? You ready? Lay it on me. Let's not do visuals this time. <laughs> Ozzy, The Ultimate Sin. That is a sick album cover. It is. Is that a different album cover? No. I've never seen that one off the top of my head. That's a lot of ass on that girl in those pants. Yeah. It's white girl ass, too. It's I I say that's a, that's a lot of ass, though. I'm not a fan. <laughs> I never know how to respond to those statements. <laughs> I'm always just like, okay, cool. All right, here's why I bought this. Why'd okay? you buy it? All right, Jakey Lee's on here, and Jake is Good. probably He's the best. my favorite of the yes. Aussie guitar players. Um, and I quote, yes. yes. All songs written by Ozzy Osbourne and Jake E. Lee, except Shot in the Dark by Ozzy Osbourne and Phil Sousen. Sousen? Sousen. Who is Phil Sousen? Is he the South spouse? <laughs> There's much conjecture about the legitimacy of Ozzy Osbourne writing. Yes, uh, much conjecture. <laughs> and I opened up the sleeve and I went, <laughs> let's no. listen to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. I'm not 
I got I had some people get on me a while back about having some negative things to say about Ozzy's output, but wait, really? Yeah. Oh wow. Sorry, but I just <clears throat> Dio's better. Dio is better. Like that's that even an arguable I'll point. Leave it at that. But this Dio is, was better. This, sad face. This is a good album. Good. Yeah, it's good. a good album. Yeah, I'm glad. I've I, never seen that album cover. I like. I don't know uh, why. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's cool. I like the uh, the dragon or the yeah the dragon man with Ozzy's face. <laughs> is it a dragon or a bug? I it's got dragon wings and abs. I don't think it's a bug. Dragons bugs don't are, have abs. Bugs don't have abs. Bugs don't have abs. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like goopy green. It's coming out almost like it's coming out of lava or some shit. Yeah, goopy. that's cool. I dig it. Anyway, cover art by Boris Vallejo, which that's a big deal. Yes, in it and is. of itself. All right, you ready for this one? Wait, what was the other side of that one? It's Kiss Destroyer, which I'm you. I know you probably have eight or so copies of this already. Okay, came with. The, is that a poster or is that just the insert? It's the original cover. Oh, okay. See the difference? Yeah, I, it's more red on the new one. Oh, it's the re the new one. Yeah. Okay. Destroyer resurrected. Gotcha. Took me forever. Really? To find this? That's newer. Well, it is newer, but specifically because it's a promo copy. Oh. Barcode is scratched out. Oh, yeah. So, promo copies versus uh, the 70s promo copies. Kiss stuff, a lot of them had a white label on the actual vinyl itself. Yeah. Um, And it usually said, this is a promo copy. (laughs) For promotional use only. But anyway, this is uh, Bob Ezrin put this out destroyer resurrected yeah. 2012 2013 yeah yeah i remember i remember this happening the anniversary of the album different cover good album too. different mix the mix is better i mean i would hope so considering there's like a 25 year difference yeah much <laughs> much 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 heavier drum sound for one yeah that's that's always been my biggest pet peeve about old recordings of things the drums always sound like they're in another room <laughs> It sounds like they recorded it from another room. Right. Well, I was I was just excited to have it because it's a promotional copy. Yeah, sure. And I and I try to get a hold of as many promo. I it's been almost one or two every week since we started this show. Yeah, it takes. Oh my god, it takes so long. (laughs) Right here's the big one. This is the big one. Judas Priest. Point of entry. Right. Yeah. So that's a good one. This is the variant cover. I see. I see that. That's not the one I'm familiar with. Right. Don't go and hot rockin'. I hate they put the sticker right on the album cover. It drives me nuts. It's a removable sticker. But is it, though? No. Considering it's 20 years old now? <laughs> well, 30. Oh, yeah. 35. It's it's it's, <laughs> it's it's bonded in time to that album yeah, cover. Yeah, it's on there. But I got a really good I got a really good version of it, and yeah. it's not beat up. This is the, the, the secondary version that came out. The, this is also the first time I've seen you buy an album in a while that doesn't have, like, the sleeve and everything inside of a bag inside of a paper mm, well, I haven't, I haven't put the it Judas in The Judas Priest insert sleeve for their merch? Yep. Neat. And it's an original insert sleeve. What so. year is that? This is 84. Oof. Hold on. Cause that, that looks old. No, 81. Oh, wow. I guess it was. It was yeah. This cover was issued directly at not too long after the album came out. So, huh. Point of Entry tends to be the kind of forgotten Judas Priest album. Yeah, yeah. Ow. Headed Out to the Highway, Don't Go, Yeah. Hot Rock. I mean, Headed Out to the Highway is a song that I definitely... I'm familiar with that song. Desert like, Plains. Desert Plains yeah, and Don't yeah. Go are the ones on there that I really like. 
I thought you were. I thought you liked heading out to the highway. Remember, you told the story that you went and saw them. You freaked out when they played. Oh, dude, I fucking love heading out to the. Yeah, highway. yeah. But my favorite songs on there are "Don't Go" and "Desert Plains." Gotcha, gotcha. This is a song from the Point of Entry album called Desert Plains. <laughs> I love the inflat. I have the the live um, somewhere in Tennessee. I think it's Nashville. Uh, they were on the Screaming for Vengeance tour. I think. Okay. I think that sounds right. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I think they were on the Screaming for Vengeance tour because Rob was wearing that weird short sleeve button up metal he shirt was being robbed yeah it was i don't know what yeah. it was but i remember his voice sounded different the timbre of yeah. his voice sounded different Did on he that tour vocal cords or something i or? don't know has, has it since went back or was it just like is it back to normal by the time that, they or? got to turbo dude his voice jesus criminy what it could do things that he couldn't do before unfucking real yeah, no, unreal he's, and he's i think really it's really good i think it's because he had gotten clean that by the time by the time they got to Turbo, he had stopped using cocaine, and I think he Good did, call. I think he discovered a new register of his voice. Um, <clears throat> on the highway, on the highway, yeah. he hits a uh, an A an A note, three octaves above the staff. three three yeah. three octaves above what the guitars are doing. It's insane. It That's is really insane. High. Insane. Yeah. Like it's it's uh, he did it he did it when I saw him uh, on the British Steel tour yeah or not I didn't see him on the British Steel wait, tour. wait the what? British yeah. the, Brit, the British Steel anniversary yeah, yeah. tour I think it was the thirtieth anniversary tour of it and he hit that high A yeah during headed out to the highway and I'm not joking liquid came out of my ears because <laughs> it was amplified so loud it he, loosened everything in your fucking head yes he fucking yeah. he liquefied the inside of my head it was oh so loud and <laughs> so just piercing, piercing yeah. and just jarring like how does that come out of a human man that shit's weird there's all those power metal vocalists like that just have ranges that are insane and yeah. him, him even more so than others is just what if scenario is out the ass? It was a good one, man. This was fucking fun. Yeah. We'll have to do another one. We will. We will. Lady Gaga in Black Flag. That's yes. happening. Yes. Or John Goodman. <laughs> what? Have you not seen that picture no. of John Goodman, like, way back in the day with, like, a Black Flag shirt on holding a pizza? <laughs> I don't know if it's shooped or not, but, like, it looks pretty real. If it's if it's a shoop, it's a good shoop. No. You've never seen that That's picture? That's so bizarre. I don't want it. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you. All right. That's it. Let's wrap this up. All righty. Big Jake, where do they find us? You can find us on the Facebook. You can find us on the Instagram. You can find us on Tumblr. You can find us wherever podcasts can be found, such as SoundCloud and Stitcher. And don't forget to check out our YouTube channel for Dustin's uh, Vinyl Thursday videos. I almost say Metal Thursday every time. It's just always about metal. Not always. No, I mean like I mean just my brain. It's oh, always, right, right. always about metal. Saturated. It's very saturated. saturated. Quite oversaturated, in fact. All right, that's it. Music the lifeblood rapping. Music the lifeblood something old. Something new. What are you listening to? <laughs> <laughs>